0: Where are you tracking the quantity of bushels that you have and the different commitments you have to different buyers? How do we bring that all into one place or combine it into one central farmer-centric crop marketing management hub? Once people realize that this is possible, that kind of creates a click of like, okay, this is cool because this kind of removes one of the more painful parts of record peeping, which is the typing part, which nobody likes to do. Like, it's okay, we can
1: call it out, right? This is Around the Farm, the podcast about all things ag. I'm your host, Clint Schaffer, and today we're going to be talking with Alain Gubo, the CEO of Combine Ag. Let's get to it. Alon, welcome to, uh, to Around the Farm here. Uh, how about you introduce yourself to the listeners here?
0: Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Clint. So uh, I'm Alain Gubo. I'm uh, originally from uh, Ontario, Canada. Grew up on a small town on a mixed dairy and cash crop farm. Uh, I have a bit of European roots. My parents both immigrated from Belgium, so maybe that's why I enjoy a good beer. And uh, more broadly, I uh, lead uh, a software company called Combine Ag, where we build uh, farmer-centric crop marketing management software, uh, partially built around the experience of managing grain sales and on-farm storage and all that on my own farm, and then some of my own experiences working in uh agriculture more generally, and then over the last seven plus years in software and
1: agriculture as well. Nice. Now, are you still involved in the in the farm uh, in Ontario there?
0: Yeah, so a little about 15 minutes from the farm. We've got three boys that keep me plenty busy, but then uh, I have two siblings who work full-time on the farm, and then I play uh, a role of helping think through some of the broader, bigger strategic questions, help out the odd need for an extra hand and uh, you know we're also kind of fairly common uh, in one of those transition conversations as a family between uh, my folks who were in their early 70s and then uh, myself and, and three other siblings uh, two of which are, are now decided to go full-time on the farm on, on how we manage all that so that's certainly an ongoing conversation uh, on, on the farm for sure important topic
1: yes i know uh succession planning is always a, uh, a key topic and uh sometimes not always the the easiest conversations to to navigate for families but uh it sounds like you got a good uh, good jump start on that and uh and starting to navigate that
0: yeah i would say we've been trying to jump start for a little while but i think we're starting to get proper momentum uh, if anything i think one of the things we've learned in the process is you know i have kind of this this idea I like to say is be clear on the what before you worry on the how to do it, and uh, you know, like many folks, and especially farmers, you like to you like to get going on getting things done. So you maybe jump a little bit quickly into the how, which is more right. Let's call lawyers, let's figure all this out. But uh, I think more importantly is take a step back. Let's talk through the goals. The goals at an individual level. The goals for the overall uh, farm. Obviously, the key stakeholders, parents have different goals than different siblings might have. So I think that's where we, we've we come quite a long way and sort of jointly coming around or what are everyone's different goals in the whole process and now kind of moving into, well, let's figure out how to actually implement this or get this done step by step. But it's it's a journey. Uh, I'm sure I'm no different than, than other family farms who have, who have to figure all this out, but it's it's an important one, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's incredibly important to have those conversations, you know, ahead of time, right? And, uh, and to kind of have everything, uh, everything laid out and, and make sure everything goes smooth, right, during that transition. So it like, uh, sounds like you guys got a good plan together, so. Getting there. So uh, I tell you what, uh, I, I, w- I would love to jump in and have the conversation around Combine software. Uh, tell, tell me, what you know, what it is? What 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 are you doing? Uh, How would you get your start? Give us a little bit of background on on Combine here.
0: Yeah, so we define Combine as farmer centric software built for the management of the whole great marketing side of running a farm operation. Uh, so really, if I kind of click a little bit more deeply, that we help track all the bushels as they go from field to perhaps on-farm storage. In other cases, there might be part of the crop stored off-farm, and then you get into the whole life cycle of contracting, delivering, and settling and getting paid. And and our whole view is we want to help combine all that information into one single farmer-centric crop marketing management hub. And what it helps us do is obviously... Helps farmers get a good sense of an overall marketed position, Uh, what percentage of my grain have I contracted, whether it's on a new crop forward contract basis or on a, hey, it's post-harvest, I know exactly how many bushels I have, I know how many of those are already committed for, I know where these bushels are between on-farm, off-farm storage, so forth and so on. Um, and then as I move through my crop marketing year, as I'm delivering against individual contracts, how do I understand how much my contracts are filled? Uh, and as I get paid, I reconcile that. So sort of the whole cycle of all that information is, is what we help tie together. Um, and from that, we like to say, okay, if you ultimately want to make optimal decisions yeah, when it comes to the grain marketing side of the farm, so really the revenue and, and the risk side, you know, risk on price, risk on can I deliver against contractual commitments, all these things. Uh, you got You won't do that if you're not making informed decisions and you're not going to make informed decisions if you don't have all that information properly organized in one place. So at our base, we're really trying to tie first and foremost all that information to, together. And what we like to do is say, how do we get rid of as much typing as possible and break down all the information silos and that typically speak to this information. So to give you a bit of an example, when you think crop marketing, we like to think there's really two big areas of information. You're trying to get a really good sense of how many bushels we're talking about and um, in a lot of crops, also the quality of those bushels. So really what is it that we're trying to manage from a crop that we need to market perspective? And then on the other side, you're dealing with information that's typically outside the farm gate, which are things like you have different commitments with different buyers, you have different contracts with different buyers, they each have their own delivery expectations and requirements and timing, and you're trying to tie all that information together. So if you're growing one crop but marketing it across two or three different buyers, how do you unify all that? How do you reconcile all that together? That, that's really what we're trying to do is, is help unify all that information now challenge you run into is that information is often in different pieces of software or different pieces of paper inside the farm gate in terms of how many bushels you have you might have a crop plan uh, maybe you're recording as planted or as seeded acres uh, planted if you're a corn and soybean guy seeded if you're more a cereal guy I'd say um, so trying to get get a good grasp of that and then as you harvest obviously you get yield reports or maybe you're tracking your quantities in grain carts So that's one way to get kind of a continuum on the bushels you're dealing with. But then uh, other producers are like, I harvest everything. I load up everything into different bins, different storage places, and then I add the totals up, and that's how much I know I have. So depending on that, that's where that information sits. And then when you go outside the farm gate, different grain buyers have different apps. Uh, Some of them have portals. Some of them send you PDFs. Some of them send you paper. A mix of the two. So if you want to say, well, what are all my corn positions across my different grain buyers? How do you pull all that together? And that's the other big part that we address. And so we do that through a mix of where we can we try to talk to the existing software that exists uh, through something we call Combine Connect. And where we can't we try to leverage technology that allows us to read, parse, and scan and take the key information out of these documents. So if any of you have ever used Something like an invoice or receipt app that literally pulls out the dollar amounts, we kind of do the same thing to say, if we want to combine all the information but get rid of the pain of typing, uh, those are the types of things we need to be thinking about.
1: So you, you talk about uh, Combine Connect. Is is that, uh, I mean, based around like API connections then, I mean, to be able to talk back and forth to, to these different software platforms? Yeah, absolutely, right? So if you kind of look
0: inside the farm gate, take something like uh, a field view piece of software, or if you're not on field view, you might be thinking, hey, I use John Deere, Operation Center, or whatever the equivalent is. Like, where do you get a sense of, how many acres am I managing, and how many of those are planted? After I kind of gone through the rush of spring and figured out between my plan and what actually happened between weather and whatnot, or post harvest, if I'm trying to get my totals per field, that would be ideal if we could pull that straight by having software talk to the other software. Um, a lot of farmers will rely on grain cards to get a sense of how much they have. You know, that's something that we're working on because when we talk to producers and say, "Hey, how many?" bushels do you actually have? like, oh, well, grain cards usually my source of truth or one of my sources of truth. So we're saying, well, we should be agnostic as to where you like to get that information. But if we can connect it through software, let's connect it directly. Like, If we can get rid of typing on that front. If you kind of look outside the farm gate, it's kind of the same idea. Slightly different set of software, maybe not as visible to the average farmer, which is every grain buying company has what's called some sort of Back office accounting or ERP software suite where the contracts they're signing with producers, the status of deliveries, and the settlements are all being kind of recorded. And they'll surface that that up if they've got something through a portal or an app. But if you're trying to pull that in as a producer for your own record-keeping needs and kind of have it all in one place... That's where you end up saying, well, I, either, I have to figure out how to get that, right? And I either have to copy it over from a piece of paper or PDF or copy it over from the app. But if you want to bring it all into one place, our, our end goal is to encourage the industry to allow this information to flow as well via APIs. There's different levels of readiness and maturity with, with that capability. So this is where, well, if we can't get it through an API, maybe we can get it through what's what's called OCR, Optical Character Recognition Technology where at the same time we can say, hey, that commodity goat, that's corn. Oh, this is the quantity of bushels that is actually on this contract or on this low ticket. Um, all the key terms that you would want if you were typing this up into, say, Excel or taking notes, like how do we unify that? That's that's the other part is the stopgap to say, let's get all this information combined into one single place. You know, The way we think about it is, the combine's a farm machine, yes, it's what you use to harvest grain, so that's partially where the name comes from. But the origin of a combine is actually the combination of three or four machines all into one. It's a bit the same idea. We're trying to do the sort of play on words of, well, where are you tracking the quantity of bushels that you have and the different commitments you have to different buyers? How do we bring that all into one place or combine it into one central farmer-centric crop marketing management hub is, is the end goal here.
1: So, as far as for you know, working with with a lot of different you know a lot of different platforms, a lot of different you know buyers out there, things of that nature, is the is the verbiage around all of this fairly you know fairly normalized at this point in time or standardized to where uh, everybody's scale ticket or or whatnot kind of has the same language on it, or is it something that that's kind of a ever evolving thing to to make sure that all of the different all you know, all that, all that different, uh, different wordage is all matched up.
0: Yeah, um, I would say it's an evolving journey. Uh, you know, general terminology is the same. Uh, there's going to be nuances. People are going to try label different types of contracts that are the same in how they operate with slightly different labels. Commodity codes may be slightly different. How you represent a delivery window might be slightly different. And then I think the other part that can be a bit of a struggle is the layout's different, right? Everyone has a little bit their own own way to present the information. So I I like to think, well, it's all the same information because when you consolidate it, typically as a producer, you might use one Excel sheet or you might use some existing piece of software, but you generally recognize, okay, I've got a gross quantity of bushels, I've got a net quantity of bushels after I handle dockage or shrink. Like, all these concepts are always similar in all, in all these pieces of information. it It's just a question of everyone has sort of their slight twist in how they present it or label it, but, but it's the same information. And so that's where we're saying, hey, we get it. There's a lot of different legacy definitions. We want to be respectful of everyone's got their own system. But when you try to unify it from a grower's perspective or a farmer's perspective, you're trying to basically put it all together in in one unified way. And so a lot of our work is figuring out how to do that in the least painful way possible and try to be the most elegant way possible. So it's great if someone's done the effort of trying to expose it into an API and a data structure. Even there, we find that APIs are not representing information the same way. So there's often a little bit of a translation effort we have to do there. And if it's not an API format, okay, well, let's leverage... Whether technology is out there, there's a lot of incredible technology that's that's becoming increasingly available to implement, and so that's where things like OCR and teaching a computer to kind of learn and say, "Oh, that's that's a bushel quantity, that's a delivery window, uh, that's a dockage number, that's a CCM number, that's a bushel weight or test weight." Like, pick it up and and forget to say, "Well, this is this category of information," so let me place it there. What we as humans do when we're looking at these things, right? we're, we're like, oh, this is this. I can put this here. I can type that there. So that that's a lot of what we're trying to do to say, well, no, no one likes to do that part of the work. No one likes to do the typing and organizing it. So if we can kind of offload that, we can get more quickly to the more interesting stuff, which is, okay, but well, what is this telling me? Or what's my average weighted price on my bushels so far? Or when's my cash flow is going to come in? Because my delivery windows are three, four months from now. Or what's my average sort of dockage or shrink that's coming through? Like that's really where we want to go. But we're saying you can't kind of get that level of information if you first don't get all the record keeping properly organized in, in, in one place. And that that's our biggest initial hurdle that, that we're really trying to push through and I think starting to really find our groove as people understand what we're trying to do and, and where we're trying to go with this.
1: I, I would assume there's also a lot of uh, reconciliation process throughout uh, throughout the whole you know the the the, the whole experience here. T- talk to me a little bit about that if I'm if I'm kind of doing my plan or, or or selling ahead of time and then you know kind of coming back into into harvest. How does that reconciliation process look?
0: Yeah, so like particular if we're talking new crop or, or forward looking quantities, right? You're you're always saying, okay, well I've got this amount of acres roughly. This is the yield historically I expect to get gives me a sense of the bushels, right? Like we do the same on our farm. It's no different. That's how you start your crop here. And then you start saying, ah, do I try to book certain prices based on what are my belief in the market? This looks like let me lock in a couple of bushels at, at at what I think is is a good price. So at least I've gotten some, some base floor. Um, so when you're doing that, you obviously want to be prudent about, well, I don't want to oversell in case I don't have the crop, right? And so everyone's got their own flavor. That's why we say it, it's going to be optimal depending on on individual circumstances. But knowing, well, am I 15%, 20%, 25% forward sold? If it's, I've started planting, I haven't planted, I've planted. Um, that's kind of the first sort of general view we, we like to bring in. And so that's typically super simple. How many acres are we talking? Roughly how many bushels you expect to have. And then if you start booking a couple contracts, If you upload them into the app, we'll pull out exactly the quantity of bushels involved and we'll give you that percentage sold. And that's the key thing we focus on. You roll through the growing season. Maybe you have an evolving view on what your expected yield is going to be. Maybe it's going up. It'll go down sometimes too. Hopefully not, but that is a possibility. And so suddenly you say, well, I may have 10 or 15% more or 10 or 15% less bushels than I expect to have. So obviously... That same quantity of bushels that I've signed to across two or three forward contracts, well, that may not be the same percentage anymore. And how is that going to change, whether I book my next sale, whether I wait a little bit like that? That's kind of where um, we take it next. What's been interesting is as we've talked to producers about, well, how do you kind of manage the production side of the farm versus the marketing side of the farm? Um they're giving us some really good ideas on how you reconcile these things and, and how we might want to represent it. So one of the examples we've had is, it'd be really interesting for me to say, look, I'm expecting, I don't know, a 40 bushel an acre crop I, on this particular field or on, on all my fields. I've pre-sold a certain amount of bushels. It'd be interesting to know that represents the equivalent of, I need to hit a minimum yield of, say, 10 bushels an acre. So implied I'm about 25% sold, Right. So kind of really translating between the management of bushels that you're marketing and the management of acres that you're running the production of is, is something that uh, we, we really try to think about the evolution. And then obviously, as you're rolling through the growing season, you're obviously potentially updating your perspective on what your actual yield's going to be. So that may start informing a little bit more where you are in terms of, of your overall crop marketing position, how many bushels you're actually going to be marketing for that crop year. And uh, obviously once you hit harvest, that's when you get the real uh, true number. Yeah. And so one of the things that we try to ensure is, is smooth and seamless to do in the app is, well, as you're kind of changing your perspective and getting new information on how many bushels you're talking about in, in a particular crop year, you can update that number And uh, that number obviously is tied to the contracts that are committed for that crop year. So you always get that fresh, up-to-date view on uh, your percentage sold and obviously all the other underlying information behind it between which contract to whom, average weighted price across different buyers, uh, cash flow, uh, even contracts that may not have a fixed price from the get-go, but they have a basis only or a futures only. Just generally keeping all that to, up to date, but not ignoring that the whole contract management and tracking where things are at ultimately ties back to a view on a total amount of bushels. And as we all know as, as, as growers, that total amount of bushels, well, you, you start with a perspective at the beginning of the year, but the true certainty comes when, when you're actually done harvesting, right? And, and so that's really the sort of, how do you keep reconciling that um and then obviously if you're just strictly managing contracts, there's a whole life cycle management to that as well, which is you book a certain amount, you start delivering against that, you may be delivering a gross amount, uh, you know, total unload weight uh, when you're dumping grain, but the net is what really gets counted against contract. But then if you're managing on-farm storage, for example in a lot of crops, the volume is occupied by everything that is in those bushels, including a dockage and all these things. So you also need to kind of be reconciling, well, I'm taking a gross bushel amount, maybe out of on-farm storage, but from a contractual point of view, I'm delivering a net amount. And so how do you kind of keep track of these two um, sort of similar, but separate pieces of information? I like to call the whole Storage in in on-farm, off-farm delivery logistics, I like to call that sort of the managing the warehouse part of, of marketing grain. And then when you're delivering and getting your net and reconciling against what are those contractual quality bands that you need to be within and those true quantities that are recognized as contractual fulfillment quantities, I like to call that the whole manage the sales desk part of it. And I like to say can't run a sales deck without a good perspective of what's going on in the warehouse, because what's in the warehouse tells you what's available to sell or what's already committed in the warehouse, but that you still have to deliver. And But then obviously to figure out where your warehouse is at, you got to be paying attention to what you're selling and what you're delivering. So that's like a really kind of core concept within Combine is sort of this notion of tracking the, the sort of pure marketing side of all the bushels you want to track from a crop marketing point of view. And then depending on different producers of different approaches, some of them are kind of like, yeah, I just have one big number that I track in terms of what's roughly stored on farm. But depending on the types of crops and operations, some folks are really down into the detail of bin by bin, understanding what's in it, uh, where it's at, what level, all these things. So we really try to address both of those worlds overall.
1: Well, one of the other uh, questions that I had for you was around really the the Bayer acquisition and how this has kind of impacted, you know, combine strategy or or how that is, you know, how how you look at that as a, as a benefit moving uh, moving forward. Um, can you speak to a, a little bit on that uh, on that acquisition?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of thought went into this uh, because you know, obviously we have. A lot of clarity and purpose of what we're trying to do. We're fundamentally focused on solving the grain marketing side of of managing a farm from a farmer point of view. Uh, when you look at the, Bay- the core of Bayer, Bayer Crop Science, I tend to say they're really focused on the production side of the farm, right? And so I like to say, producing a crop, marketing a crop, they're related, but they are quite different at the end of the day. Uh, so, you know, I think, they- I think the the genesis was we were very aligned and sort of we want to build a farmer-centric focused piece of software that really helps solve the revenue, the grain marketing side of the farm. Um, And Bayer Crop Science more generally was saying, you know we hear that this is an area that producers would like better sense of tooling and ways to address this, but this is not an area that we know particularly well, but we kind of want to grow the pie in our approach and in how we do this. And so I think this was sort of an important part of what was really at the end of the day a 13-month conversation to kind of be clear on on where we were going with these things. Um, but then when you think about the practicality of what we're trying to do, at, you know, farmer centric software, it actually might look simple, but there's a lot of complexity. So you need to build a pretty complex piece of software. Or at least you need to build something that accounts for a very complex set of management decisions. Um, and I think this tends to be overlooked. We tend to say, Oh yeah, just build Bilipy suffer, it's fine to sell, but it's not. Like there's there's a you know, even telling roughly the okay, I harvested in the rush of harvest, maybe I store some of it on farm, maybe some of it I deliver immediately, you know, all this stuff. I got different contracts with different pricing terms, different delivery points. Like that is complex stuff to kind of organize and manage well. And so to try to build this into something that's fairly intuitive isn't straightforward. And then if you're trying to s- distribute and, and make a software like ours available to farmers, the challenge is you got to have the patience to want to build it over a long time, and you want to have the capability to distribute it. And I think this is where, certainly interesting to say, when you look at other things that have tried to been built in this space, this is one of the major obstacles or friction points. That Either you're going to spend a lot of dollars to get there, or if you can leverage a way to get some level of visibility and distribution, um, that's certainly been, I think, an extremely helpful thing uh, in the context of, of, of Bayer. Now, we have a pretty unique setup within Bayer crop Science. We operate this sort of arm's-length standalone business unit. We keep our software, our products, our customer base, our data entirely separate. So we really kind of pick and choose where it makes sense. The other thing is, if we say, hey, what makes sense for a farmer trying to manage crop marketing isn't necessarily always tied to exactly what makes sense for the crop protection, seed trade, or even uh, the field view side of, say, bear crop science. That doesn't restrict us, right? Like I told you, we take a very neutral view on what we pull into combine, whatever tool a farmer may use. So that's part of this grow the pie philosophy. Of course, it becomes a lot easier to talk about, well, what are some interesting innovative ways we can link some of the capabilities Bayer Crop Science has with combine, when you're kind of under one big tent, it's a lot easier to have a conversation to say, what could that look like? How would we go have conversations with growers to figure this out? And how do we iterate, prototype, put this together? So I think that that's one of, been of the benefits is we can learn a lot of things together that then we can take and say, let's extend it to others if it makes sense from the combine perspective. Um, and then I would say, the other aspect is, obviously, it brings credibility. Um, Bayer, large known name. You know We're fairly new on the block, figuring things out. But having the capability to say, hey, we're in it for the long run. We have a clear vision of where we want to go. And we've got a partner with Wherewithal behind us who can help us in some of these more complex potential partners, things we're trying to do. Um, that's been a big gain. So. The way I look at it is we kind of got the best out of both worlds. We kind of have the stability, the funding that allows us to really focus on building the product and we get the distribution. But we've also got the independent and flexibility to do what we think is the right thing to do when you're building a farmer centric piece of software um, and trying to stay very true to serving one core persona and one core user only, which is the farmer, which isn't easy to do if you're completely standalone and building for
1: the long run. Well, you, you know you've mentioned uh, connecting to field view several times, and I just want to I kind of want to look at that and what that looks like. Um, you know, we're in the middle of of harvest right now for for this year. so there's a lot of combines that are running, a lot of field view drives, a lot of that yield data that's uh, that's getting collected. Uh, if a farmer goes out there and wants to connect and connect their field view account to combine, how does that look? I mean, is that a, a fairly simplified process? Is that, uh, or even if I want to connect it, let's say, after harvest, and I want all of that data to flow through, is, is that a possibility, or do I got to start at the beginning of the season?
0: No, so we design things so that you can kind of start middle of any time. Uh, now, obviously, there's certain periods of the year where things are more relevant than others. You know, you kind of go through the rush of harvest, the dust settles, as I like to say, and then you start regrouping. Then you may start pulling in things that speak to how much that I actually harvest, versus we go through the rush of planting and, and seeding, and then the dust settles, and then you start pulling information in. So we kind of set it up in such a way that you can kind of start any time of the year. Obviously, most producers will like to think in sort of a crop marketing year at a time. So, you know, post harvest is kind of really where you start doing that reconciliation. But if you show up January, February into combine, and you say, all right, let's go back to how much I harvested. Uh, I've already got a bunch of stuff that I've contracted and sold. I don't want to upload all the details of every single contract and every delivery I've made, but I know roughly what that total is right now. Great. You can enter that way. And we can even let you say, hey, look, now that you see Oh, well, as I upload contracts one on one, it really reconciles automatically tightly together. Oh, maybe I should go back the sort of big bucket amount that I put in. I should, I should add those details. We give you that flexibility. It's kind of choose your own adventure depending on where you want to start in the crop year. But key thing is you don't need to start at the beginning of, of the crop marketing year to use Combine. You can kind of enter where wherever you want. Just there are vagaries to when people are 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 obviously more, more active on this versus others. Now. When it comes to field view, so one of the thing, key things that's fundamental for us is everything that we connect, every information that flows, whether it's into Combine or eventually outside of Combine, i.e. You, let's say you want to export your settlement information to uh, a farm accounting, like a software account, like an accounting or bookkeeping suite. We're not there yet, but that's something that a lot of folks are asking us. That would be really nice. So one thing at a time, we're getting there, we're paying attention. But the point is, we've always said philosophically, farmers have to authorize whatever goes in and out, right? So even though we're part of the Bayer family, FieldView is treated like a third-party partner, and so farmers decide what they want to link and not link. So let's say that's the first important thing, is, is the linking has to be authorized by a producer first and foremost, um, and just like any other third-party partner that, that would be linking into Combine. The key thing is we then say, what are the simple things that are relevant to crop marketing? So I think another key thing we say when we approach integrations is, depending on the software partner that you're talking to, there could be a lot more information held by that that just isn't relevant. right? So when you're talking crop marketing, we don't need to know all the application layers and all the history and field boundaries and all this stuff. Like That is not relevant to, I want to manage the bushels I'm marketing. So at its simplest form, it's simply saying, hey, you have picked up your harvest quantity through yield monitors. You have a perspective on how many bushels you have in total. How do we make it really easy to move that total amount for your 2023 crop across your two, three crops that you're growing straight into the combine? Because that's really the bushels that we're talking about when we're saying we're going to manage the crop marketing year. And depending on the crop, you may want to say, hey, I, I kind of want to create a little bit of buffer to say what is my expected dockage or adjustments on that gross quantity, the net quantity that I truly have available to market. So that's really the, the simplicity of, of how that integration works. If you're kind of pre-harvest, which will probably be more for obviously the 2024 crop, um, perhaps you're a winter wheat producer who's put in a lot of winter wheat uh, these couple of months, these last few months or in the midst of it if you're in my area in Ontario, where just kind of winter wheat is now, um, that'll be your 2024 crop. So if you want those total acres, you could also pull that in. Um, That's, again, probably more relevant as as we enter the 2024 crop cycle, but that would be the other thing you can pull in is what's my actual planted acres or seeded acres. So again, it's just that entry point into how many bushels are we going to manage from a crop marketing year, either as a realized harvest total or as a forward-looking quantity. That's kind of the basic available functionality uh, we have. Uh, we've been in beta mode uh, for the last couple of weeks here. I mean, sort of mid-August into we're late September here. And, you know, pretty soon we'll be more more publicly releasing all that because we've been also figuring out a couple of things we want to smooth it out. We're big believers in as much feedback as we can from growers, iterate the product. That's something that I think we're starting to get a lot of credibility for as we do show up on farms we're like, walk us through what you're trying to do because we think that that's a big believer of, of how we built the right product. We'll put that aside. Um, so that's, that's the simple sort of, I want to like my FieldView account to my Combine account. Great, authorize it. You decide what you want to authorize. And then right now we simply focus on what's relevant for grain marketing purposes. Well, how many bushels are we going to market this year based on harvest totals or on forward-looking projections if we say tar- talk talking 2024? Looking ahead, We hear a lot of things about, oh, could you help me understand profitability at a field level and things like that? These are a bit more complex, right? To figure out, we've got to be a bit careful about, well, who wants visibility on cost of inputs and things like that? So this is something we're just figuring out, making sure we understand what producers want overall. Not functionality that's available today, but certainly something to think about because, again, we're trying to figure out how do you create value and understanding between managing the production of that crop? And managing the marketing of that crop. Uh, we've also had producers saying it'd be really interesting at some point to figure out how do I link the marketing outcome, whether it's yes on the quantity and revenue per field, but really also some of the quality indicators. Like we, we deal with a lot of producers, say in Western Canada, or cereal crops, you know, Kansas Plains, wheat, these things, protein levels. Well, is there a way that we can think about my fertility plan? How does it influence the outcome of the quality of that crop? So those are some of the things that super early days was starting to think about how do we create value between the production of a crop and the marketing of a crop.
1: Well, that just sounds uh, sounds wonderful. I love I love hearing you know that that forward thinking and and getting some of that feedback from actual producers out there, right? Of of you know hearing what they want to see coming down the line, and and it's fun to see that process of of hey, you know how can we continue to 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 build on this this platform right now and continue to build this out. That's just uh, it's always exciting to hear. Hey, w- 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 what's the next right? The next step.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's work. But it's work we like to do. So it, it means a lot of time on the road. Uh, you know, we try to be very respectful. Like I fire myself, I know what it's like, right? You have a plan and then uh, an hour into the day, the plan has changed completely. And so the last thing you want <laughs> is uh, two or three people showing up to come ask you questions. So when that happens, we say call us and we get redirected. We'll go 300 miles the other way. That's fine. That's part of the deal. Uh, But, uh, you know, I think one of the things that I find the most exciting for us, so a lot of the folks on my team don't come from a farming background, uh, which is both an advantage and disadvantage. I think the first thing is, of course, there's a lot of intricacies uh, to farming that, you know, if you weren't born in it, takes a bit of time to fully grasp it. But on the other hand, I think it breeds a good sense of humility and curiosity in the team. And so we try not to go in with assumptions. Even I, I have to be careful, right? I we farm a certain way and I can't go in there and assume, oh, that's how everyone else does it. So one of the best kind of pieces of feedback we get is when people are like, You guys showed up, you took the time, you figured it out, and uh, you didn't necessarily get it perfect the right time, but you you kind of keep keep pushing and you know, one of the best cuts about it's like if you don't have a couple of bugs or things you don't get right, you're not trying hard enough. So we we think, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And so that's that's always a really exciting part for the team. Uh, To the point we've had producers who were like, or growers, look, a year from now, a year ago, we are like, I use Excel, don't need this. And then a year later, they become a a subscriber. And they're like, yeah, you guys have started to figure out how to to make this better than sort of the Excel process I've gotten used to. So we like to say, first, let's figure out our primary competition is Excel, because that's that's what we're doing, is solving a record-keeping problem. But making it really easy and really nice, and then gradually switching people over that way is sort of our ambition. But You got to go, you got to go do your homework to get it right. And we have no claim to fame that we get it spot on the first time, but we're pretty open. We try. And if you come talk to us, we'll listen and we'll, we'll work on it.
1: So it sounds like you're bringing in a, a lot of data from a lot of different areas. And, and how does that journey look as, as you move forward as, as farmers have, you know, different ways to connect and different ways to bring data in?
0: Yeah, so we kind of think about it in a fairly layered approach. Uh, so, you know, the classic is okay, build a screen and have people type it in, but nobody really likes typing. And so, yeah, we could try to make that as simple and as straightforward as possible, though that'll only get you so far. Uh, the second thing is, as I mentioned, we, particularly on the transaction documents as it relates to dealing with grain buyers, our view there is okay, if you don't want to type, and that's where there's a lot of key information as it relates to gray marketing, how do we get around that? So I'd mentioned we use OCR, optical character recognition technology, and then we add other capabilities from a software computation point of view to kind of pull out, you know, oh, yeah, as I'd mentioned, these are the bushels, this is the quantity, this is the price, this is the type of contract, or this is the load ticket, the delivery date, all this stuff. Um, because I think that it it... Once people realize that this is possible, that kind of cre- creates a click of like, okay, this is cool, uh, because this kind of removes one of the more painful parts of record peeping, which is the typing part, which nobody likes to do. Like, it's okay, we can call it out, right? Um, but then really where I, I get excited is what we're, we're kind of working on with Combine Connect. So as I mentioned, we really want to tie things outside the, inside the farm gate where you have a sense of how many bushels or quality of those bushels we're talking about. And we've kind of figured out there's three big areas. There's really things that are related to harvest totals or planted acres, which will typically be sitting in the things like FieldView, maybe JDOps, whatever other flavor of, of color of software you want to use. We take a neutral view on that front. Then obviously we talked a bit about grain carts and the importance they play as one indication. And then some folks will have some sense of a bin yard and bin monitoring, which has a view on quantity, but not always the most precise. Our view is let's be agnostic. Whatever brand of equipment, piece of software you want to use, we should link into that, but to get started, Let's try to hit one of them in each category to kind of figure out how to do it. And then once we figure that out, we can expand into what are the other brands or colors or logos within that category between, you know, yield monitors and yield totals, grain carts and things related to tracking on-farm storage and bits. So that's inside the farm gate. Outside the farm gate, it's kind of the same idea. There's a couple companies that have started to figure out how do you all this information out of the different grain buyer back office system, we try to be really respectful of saying, hey, we're not here to disrupt that relationship between a farmer and a specific grain buyer. All we're trying to do is help the farmer kind of manage their own record keeping. Like, we don't give recommendations on who to sell. We don't try to disrupt the proprietary app between the grain buyer and the farmer. We're saying all the record keeping related to that that comes in kind of after through the back office system that you end up passing on to the farmer anyway, how can we get that into Combine? And when you talk to producers about this, they're like, wait, but this wasn't even possible. But we're like, yeah, we're working on that and we're getting there. So we, we've got a couple early things in the work there. But that to me is sort of the ultimate destination for Combine Connect, which is to say, whatever we're inside the farm gate, let's say, okay, yield, grain cards, um, bins, whatever color, flavor, software you use, we'll prove we can do one in each bucket and then we'll expand. And then more and more talking outside the farm gate, same idea. Doesn't matter if, you're, if your grain is working on one type of software or the other one's working with another provider, we should be able neutrally to pull those things in. The analogy I would give you, it's like you go to a bank and maybe you have banking with one bank and a credit card with another and maybe something else with another. If you want a view of all your money in one place, how do you bring all that together? Well, there are a couple apps in the software space for consumers that do that. If some of you are familiar, Mint would be one of those. Combine wants to do the same thing for all the different grain accounts a a farmer may have with different grain buyers. We don't want to disrupt the relationship between that farm and that grain buyer or you as a consumer and that bank or credit card company. But as the consumer, we want to bring it all together in one place. Heads combine, combine connect. That that's really where I'm I, I'm I'm excited about where we're gonna take things on that from.
1: Well, I, I know folks would uh, would greatly appreciate having everything in one location. You know, you use uh, the, the banking analogy. You know, it's like how many different logins and passwords and everything else do you need to maintain, you know, or different apps that I got to keep downloaded on my phone. Or you can have something like Mint that brings everything together, right? Uh, that makes it a lot easier to, to, to track and view. So I, lo- I love the thought of that that full circle, uh, tra- you know, trackability and, and being able to track everything from the, from the phone farm to to off off the farm as well. So
0: yeah, and I, I would add one thing we've realized is by picking one core sort of profile or persona, right? Like we're thinking about it from the farmer point of view. Makes it really easy to explain to folks, hey, look what exactly are you doing in the grain marketing space? Where are you focusing? I'm like, we're focusing on the record keeping from a farmer point of view reconciling that quantity of bushels with those commitments. And that's the only thing we want to focus on and do, and then obviously build support on decision-making. But we're not here to give advice on who to sell, what to sell, when to sell. Like, there's a whole other great set of folks that do that, which are grain marketing advisors. If anything, we want to say, hey, the farmer has a relationship with a grain marketing advisor, with a local merchandiser. You keep that relationship. All we want to do is enhance sort of the farmer's life and perspective through the software, build the software. And if they work with an advisor, great. Well, they can go piggyback off the same unified information in one place. Like one thing I find really interesting, you talk to great marketing advisors, they're all saying, yeah, first thing I need to do is get a sense of, you know, how many bushels we're talking about, where are we at in contracting, like get all that information in one place. And we're like, great, that's the part we want to solve. We don't want to get into the advisory business. We don't want to get into recommendations, market analysis, you guys are way better equipped to do that. But what we can certainly help you do is kind of keep everything organized so that you guys can focus on giving the advice. We'll focus on sort of unifying the record keeping. And I think also being able to say, we start from the farmer and we kind of extend to the folks working with the farmer makes it really easy for us to explain clearly, this is what we want to build. This is how we work with you. This is what we can't solve for you, but this is what we can solve for you. And so that's where also neutrality Whether it's inside the farm gate or outside the farm gate, it's really important because once we explain that, people are like, "Yeah, I get why you take that approach." The only way you can get unified record keeping from a farmer point of view is you got to play nice with everyone on each side of the of the farm gate.
1: Well, Alon, this has just been a wonderful conversation. You know, getting to 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 know you more, getting to understand, you know. Combine's, you know, all, all of your different uh, innovations and solutions for, for our farmers out there. I think uh, this is just going to be a, 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 an aspect that a lot of farmers out there are going to be highly interested in. Where can they go get more information into uh, in, in Combine here?
0: We are available on web and on both Android and iOS app stores. So you're looking for Combine Ag, Combine Spelt with a Y, uh, if you have questions help at combine.ag combine with a y.ag our teams always there and then if you want to talk to me uh, the help email will get you there but also I'm uh, I'm typically easily to find on on LinkedIn on combineag and, and that's me so
1: reach out always happy Excellent excellent well I got to jump into uh, to our this or that <laughs> This is just going to be a rapid fire here. I'm going to throw a couple things at you, and you just, whatever whatever first comes to mind here. So on the, on the first one, auger wagon or green cart?
0: So green cart, and the context being a lot of folks in my area still use gravity wagons. So
1: to kind of make a clear split in my head, one's a cart, one's a wagon. <laughs> Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'd, 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 I tell you what, my group of auger wagon folks is a pretty small group here, I'm starting to realize, you know. So how about uh, mountains or beach? Mountain.
0: I can't sit on a beach. I, uh, I get bored. Like I, I just can't do it, and I don't like salt
1: water. <laughs> there we go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, how about uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. Black. That's it. Hundred percent. I'm I'm right there with you on that one. Uh, now you talked about being on different platforms like Android and iOS. So the important thing is, you know, green bubbles or blue bubbles here. Are you are you Android or are you Apple?
0: So I'm a PC when it comes to typing away and and things like that. Just and and I find the machines more rugged. Just to be candid, my 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 computers get a lot
1: of beating, uh, but I like the iPhone. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay, and the last one, you know, especially with being being a farmer, uh, this is a you know, this is always one of those passionate ones. planting season or harvest season. Fall, I like the weather, I like to see the result
0: of the work. Um, I don't know, just something about it. the crisp the, uh, the color, I, I don't know, it's just fall. I'm a fall guy.
1: Hey, I, I would, I would totally agree. I I do love the, the, you know, the smell of, of spring, right? When everything kind of starts getting going, you kind of get that, you know, that aspect of coming out of winter, but man, to see your results coming out of the field, there's just nothing more exciting to see the combines run and start getting that, uh, all that information, right? All that, exactly. uh, all, all those bushels coming out of the field. So. Well, Alon, I appreciate you taking time. Uh, I, I think uh, this was a great conversation. Really excited to see where you and the team are going to take Combine here and just excited for farmers to, to get to know you and, uh, and see what you have to offer there. So thank you for joining uh, Around the Farm here. Thanks for having me, Clint. It's a pleasure. Hey, a big thank you to Alon for joining us here on Around the Farm. That was a great conversation. And thanks to you, the listeners. And if you like this podcast, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and maybe share it with a friend or two as well. And as always, Around the Farm is brought to you by Climate Field View and can be found wherever you listen to podcasts at. And until next time, we'll see you Around the Farm.